Have you ever written something, whether it be a text, an email, blog post, newsletter, or whatever, and in the moment felt like it was intentionally thought out, clear, and well-written, only to read it again an hour or a day or even a year later and go, whoa, that does not read nearly as well as I heard it in my head the first time. This is something we're all guilty of at some time or another, as it's part of the craft of writing. Good communication in general, whether it be written, verbal, or even physical for that matter, takes thought, intention, and practice. This past week, I experienced one of those moments. I was all set to craft my lesson startup email for the school year. Part of my workflow for recurring types of email like this is to pull up the email I wrote from the previous year. Now, since I know many of you are fascinated with the idea of producing email templates for this kind of thing, I think it's important to share that rather than keeping a formal template saved somewhere, I simply rely on the powerful search capabilities of my email client. Anyway, in the moment, I looked at it and I thought, oh my goodness, there is a lot of information here to the point it made me think, my poor studio families. I remember writing this and feeling like I was so intentional about being very precise, but wow, there were a lot more words than necessary. Luckily, my families did fine, but quality communication is such an important part of running a good business. I wanted to improve both for the sake of myself and the business, as well as for creating an easy experience for all my families. They have enough craziness going on with school, sports, and other things. They'll notice when we are not a source of that craziness. In today's episode, let's consider some ways we can be more intentional about simplifying our written communication with our studio families. Welcome to the Piano Pantry Podcast, where together we live life as independent music teachers. I'm your host, Amy Chaplin. In this space, we talk about all things teacher life related, from organizing our studios to getting dinner on the table and all that comes between. You'll get loads of easily actionable tips on organizing and managing your studio while balancing life and home. When it comes to communication, there are really three types of information we end up relaying to studio families throughout the year. First is logistical information, such as registration, lesson time requests, performance signups, group class signups, and so forth. Second is bonus information. That might be things like tips and tricks for helping students practice, or a list of upcoming community-related arts events, or a list of student birthdays, and so forth. And then third is our everyday communication, such as lesson cancellations, reminders for upcoming events, reminders to bring maybe a certain book to a lesson, or a quick little update on student progress, wins, or struggles. Now, when considering these three types of communication, we first have to determine what format is best for delivering whatever particular type of information you need to convey. If you're just sending a message about something the student did well in a lesson, perhaps a simple text is enough rather than a sit-down email. If you're sending a studio newsletter, texts in that case may not be the most appropriate, even if it's just a link to a PDF or a Google Doc. About three years ago, I stopped sending monthly emails to my studio families. 
They took a lot of time to compile, and since I was using MailChimp, I could see only about 75% of families were opening them. While in email marketing world, this is really good, for studio business world, eh, the goal is for everyone to read it. It's one thing if you send newsletters with just bonus content, but if those emails also include important studio logistical information, eh, hence the goal for everyone to read it. Think about this from the consumer point of view. What if you were the one receiving this information? How would you appreciate receiving it? When I considered the question myself, I felt like the answer was that people aren't interested in consuming newsletter format types of emails anymore. Why? There could be a lot of things going on. I mean, don't take this wrong, but I'm guessing the birthdays of other students in the studio is maybe not need to know information for other studio families. This is something that I used to include myself for years, but I thought one day, hmm, I wonder if this extra information is actually accomplishing anything. When time is of the essence as it is in today's world, I think we have to consider the importance of parents knowing if the communication they're receiving is important information they absolutely need to know, or just extra information that they can consume if they so choose. It matters. Not long after my evolution out of a formal email newsletter, Joy Morin wrote a blog post where she shared the evolution of her studio communication from printed old-style newspaper like newsletter formats that you designed in like Microsoft Publisher to newsletter emails using an email service like MailChimp to good old basic emails straight from Gmail. It's the perfect example of evolving and simplifying our communication with the times. If you'd like to check out her blog post, I've linked to it in the show notes. As time goes on, it feels like less is more and simple is better. So simplify your studio communication by choosing a delivery method that is first appropriate to the information that needs conveyed, and then consider how you can segment out absolutely need to know information from bonus information. For me, that means that I've, again, let go of the formal newsletter that combines time-sensitive, action-based things with what I call the fluff bonus information, and have compiled email templates in Gmail for individual topics, such as wearing the piano parent hat, or how to help your student practice, or is your piano in tune? that you might send like throughout the year, especially to new families. The second thing I think we can do to simplify our communication is to label the communication and include clear action steps. So when you send an email with need to know information, clearly state in the subject something like important or action needed in all caps. That way it draws attention. Then in the opening statement, state the goal of the email. This email includes details on signups for the Christmas recital. At the end of the information, include bullet points outlining exact actions you need them to take, such as action, by August 15th, please fill out the schedule request form. Action, by September 1st, register for the October enrichment class. Don't make them have to go back and read the whole email again to make sure that they need they do what needs to be done. Make it very clear what you need from them and when. All right, just a quick postscript here on the whole caps and bold text thing. Just be very careful that you don't get excessive on the exclamation points, the all caps, underlines, and bolds. 
make sure your communication has clarity while remaining professional. All right, finally, the third way we can simplify our communication is to not be hasty and hitting send. Walk away first. Prepare your communication far enough ahead of time you can step away for a period of time, whether that be just an hour or until the end of the day or the next day, or if it's a more involved email, maybe wait even a week. Go back and reread it as if you were the person receiving it. Is it easy to read? Can you simplify any of your wording or clean it up by using some bullet points or a little bit of bold text? Just be careful when you walk away that you don't go too crazy perfecting it and tweaking because we all know how out of hand that can easily get. Eventually, you just have to hit send. When we communicate with others, whether it be in life or in business, think about how you would like to receive that communication. Look at it from the eyes of your clients. Put yourself in their shoes. What can you do to keep it simple? Once again, determine what format best suits the information you need to convey, label the communication and state the goal, include clear action steps, and give yourself time to go back and reread with fresh eyes before hitting send. Whether you have one student or 51, you're running a business. Improving, simplifying, and streamlining communication is always a good goal. Do you love listening to this podcast? If so, jump into the show notes for easy steps on how to rate and review the show. Your five stars will help other teachers see all the good stuff too. Follow me at Piano Pantry on Facebook or Amy Chaplin Piano on Instagram. See you there. Okay, so today's fun fact is probably something you've already figured out about me. I love to get things done. I am a total checklist person. Turn and burn. (laughs) I've always been an achiever, and yes, if you're an Enneagram person, I am a three. To be specific, I'm a three with a two wing, and the perfectionist number one is actually my second highest number next to the three. So it can be hard to get things done sometimes, though, as a business owner when you're being tugged in multiple directions. Multiply that twofold if you work from home, right? And threefold if you have kids. So, For all my teacher friends who want some help getting things done, especially as we gear up for the new school year, join me for a free power hour session. It's so simple. We simply commit to jumping on Zoom at the same time. We're going to jump on at 12 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the first Wednesday of every month this year. And the first one is coming up next week, Wednesday, August 3rd. But registration is open for both the August and the September sessions. You can register for either one through the link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Next week, stay tuned for our sixth teacher talk episode as I have a chat with three special teachers who will be spending the next few days being pampered in my home while I help coach them through organizing our digital workspaces. I can't wait.